With the best of intentions, many of us are going to make a New Year's resolution. But did you know that for the average person, it takes just 32 days to break that resolution? Let this year be the year you follow through and make some sound financial resolutions. They're going to set you up for a great 2024. Joining me this morning to help you along is Ashley Mishike, CEO of True North Retirement. Good morning, Ashley. Thanks so much for joining us today. Good morning, Brenda. It's great to be here. Ashley, with the amount of money that people spend and charge during the Christmas season, it makes sense to have a strong plan in place to get back on track. So where should we start for a financial new year? Yeah, that's that's a great point. A lot of people have what they call, you know, the holiday hangover where you're stuck paying off your bills and credit card debt from the holidays. So that's that's a great place to start. I would say for most people, if you have credit card debt, that's the single best financial resolution that you could pick would be putting a plan in place, um, creating a timeline to, so that, again, you can be specific. The more specific you are about, you know, what you're going to do with that resolution, the more likely it is that you're going to stick with it. So, you know, figuring out what is a realistic timeline to pay off that debt, Um, I would say that's key for success. And then, you know, some people, it might take a couple of months to pay that off. Others, it could be two years or more, but just creating a repayment plan for debt, especially credit card debt with interest rates so high, I think the average credit card uh, interest rate right now is north of 20%. Wow. Yeah, so it's punishing, and the sooner you can get that paid off, you know, the 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 better off you're going to be financially, and you can kind of turn your attention to other goals that are more important rather than, you know, being stuck in this sort of hamster wheel of, of paying off your credit card debt. I think so many have grown accustomed to just thinking, well, that's just the American lifestyle is to have credit card debt, but it does really keep you from being able to have the financial freedom to make other plans because all of that disposable income just kind of gets, as you said, put back into this hamster wheel of charge, pay it off month after month, and it never really seems to go down. So when you are out of financial debt like that, when you don't have lingering payments that have to be taken care of, how does that set you up then to make some great goals for the new year? again, to have that great 2024 financially? Yeah, I I mean, it it varies quite a bit. But, you know, a lot of people have really important goals, whether it's to buy a house or to, you know, retire at a certain age. And you can't do those things if if you're not saving and setting money aside for those long-term goals. So, you know, thinking more long-term about what's really important to you, what do you value? It's probably not the $6 you're spending at Starbucks every day mm-hmm. if that's a problem. And not that those purchases are bad, but, you know, if you look at your spending, that, that would be the number one place to start because it's not necessarily credit card debt that's the source. It's It goes, it goes back further than that. So it could be a spending problem. Um, and, you know, I would say that's another important issue for people to really get honest with themselves is, um, are you, for lack of a better term, do you act rich? Like, are you acting mm-hmm. wealthier than you are by, you know, maybe uh, the house you live in, you know, the place you live, the car you drive, the watch on your wrist, the kind of vacation you go on? 
Um, I see this quite a bit where, you know, I see people spend more than than they really should when you look at their savings and their net worth relative to their income, it's not as high as you would expect because pretty much all of their disposable income is going towards a particular lifestyle that, that, you know, they really shouldn't be living with what they're spending. So that would, that's, I think if, if people can be honest with themselves, you know, this is not a problem for everybody, but it is a problem for a, a large percentage of the sure. population. Um, and, you know, we're bombarded by advertising. We see how people live around us. You know, we see the tip of the iceberg and think, man, you know, they they live great. You know, I deserve that too. And But there's actually, I, I always... Um, when I talk to people about this, it's a sensitive subject to try to talk to clients about spending habits. And But there is an interesting calculation um, that I think is a good self-test. And you, what you do is you multiply your age by your annual household income. And whatever that number is, then you divide that by 10. And then that is, whatever that number is, that is your expected net worth. And so it's a good test because it takes into account your income and your age and kind of how far along you are in in this. Um, But if you, so you should be right around that number as far as your net worth, which is basically just taking all of your assets and subtracting out any debt. So that would be your net worth. And if you're in the ballpark of what that is, then that's a good indication that, you know, you're saving enough and you're focusing enough on those long-term goals. If you're nowhere near that, um, then that's a sign that maybe some of those resolutions should be to eliminate debt, save more, uh, things that are going to help you out, br- bringing up that uh, net worth to an expected level of where you ought to be for your age and income and all of that. Ashley Mishike is the CEO of True North Retirement Advisors. She's joining us this morning to help us have a happy new year by getting our finances in order. Well, Ashley, just in your discussion, I heard a couple of things there. I've heard about, we want to get out of debt. We want to get our spending under control. And then you also mentioned about saving. Now, I I understand savings. And when I think about it, it's like, oh, well, what is in my savings? We have a checking and we have a savings account. I think I've had like, you know, from when I was a kid under my parents' plan, oh, that savings account. When you want to decide that I'm going to try to save this year, what does that look like? Because it doesn't always necessarily mean, I guess, a, a number in a, a, a bank savings account. I mean, what other ways can you plan to save this year and where can it go? Yeah, that's a great question. So there is a definitely an order of priority of if you're going to save, you want to start here. And then if once that box is checked, you can move to the next one. So I would say first and foremost is you want to have enough savings for emergencies. And a good rule of thumb, and this is money, you know, in your bank account, or if you want to earn a little interest, you could put it in like a money market fund or a CD or something like that. But you want to have three to six months worth of living expenses that's liquid and accessible to you that you could get at any time. That's not, you know, tied up or or anything like that. So, and and also going back to the credit card issue, one of the main reasons why people put money on a credit card and kind of don't get out of that hamster wheel of, of credit card debt is because they don't have enough in emergency savings. And then 
you know, they have an unexpected expense and then they have to put it on a credit card because that's their only option. So the, the, the cushion of having that three to six months of living expenses set aside in a liquid savings account can really be the key to stopping that cycle of going into credit card debt. And so that's the, that's the best place to start. Once you have that, that safety net of the three to six months living expenses, then you can move on to other things. So um, saving for retirement, um, you know, the the earliest people in their 20s and 30s, even if you can just save a little bit, if you can be consistent with doing that over your entire working life, you know, you're going to have options by the time you get to retirement age. So saving for retirement, um, saving for specific goals, whether that's buying a house, um, you know, maybe you have this uh, trip of a lifetime that you've been putting off, like, you, you know, Brenda, I know we were talking about going to Rome and things sure. like that. And so, you know, maybe do it, it's a pilgrimage. And, and so, uh, you know, those types of specific earmarked savings to, um, you know, and there are other types of things like a health savings account and uh, there's other options, but I would really start with that liquid emergency savings. And once that box is checked, move on to longer term retirement savings. And then once once you're being consistent with that, then you can move on to starting to save for other earmarked uh, goals that are important to you. And that's, you know, there's, you can get more specific mm-hmm. than that, but I would say that's the kind of the high level key points there of what you want to, the order of saving. I love it. So uh, get out of debt. Control that spending and and get that money saved up. Well, fantastic. And I think for many people, too, a first step is to take an honest look at all of those things. You can't get to where you want to go if you don't know where you're at right now. So, Ashley, I appreciate your time so very much. Happy New Year and thanks for your time today. Thank you, Brenda.